Blog Talk Radio. The Recruiting Animal Everybody, recruiting su- animal here on August twenty first, twenty nineteen. You surprised I want me to there. My... Okay, before we get <laughs> before we get going, I I want to thank my sponsors: PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software; Hire Tool, H I R E T U A L, the super duper sourcing tool; and Hone It, H O N E I T, the phone interview technology. Today, my guest is. Robert J. Hartung, H-A-R-T-U-N-G, the third. Man, we've never had a, a, a guest with a, a name like that in 12 years. Okay? It's so fancy. Okay? Uh, and he's got a Twitter address that doesn't work, but I like it. It's called Job Market Punchy. Okay? So if you want to criticize him on the show, it's kind of long. Job Market Punchy, use that. Okay? Anyway... <laughs> Rob, Robert J. Hartung, do you call yourself Bobby or Bob? How do people talk, nah. call you? They don't call you. My, the my dad. My dad was Bob. No, I'm I'm Rob. Rob. Okay, yeah, not, Rob. Junior. Yep. Not, not Junior. Not Junior. Not Junior, because I'm the third. <laughs> the third. Uh, well, what's that yeah. with the third? I mean, why did your parents name you after an existing person? I don't know. you got to ask my parents. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, okay. you know, it's just one of those things. Okay. Okay, look, uh, I want to get this clear. You were a recruiter for many years, a recruiting director, director, a senior recruiter. You were an agency recruiter through and through. But in this past yep. year, you've moved into a new role. You are uh, introducing Japanese con- uh, companies to the American market. I want to know what that is exactly, very briefly, and if you're using okay. any of your recruiting skills to do it. Go ahead, shoot. And you want to talk about one product in particular. You can use that as your example to tell us what you do. Yeah, sure thing. So basically, uh, basically, I help uh, Japanese companies like establish uh, a base in the United States, either through like, you know, just basic logistical support down to like marketing, down to like making connections between. Uh, you know, future possible clients for them. Basically, just you know, help them with like business. Okay, so give us the uh, real life example. What's the product that you wanted to talk about? What is it? Well, well, right now I'm working with a uh, an HR uh, HR software company called Beeb Now, and they make like ship software and uh, HR um, core software for various different you know for okay just Beep HR. Beep Now. B E E P Now. One word, yep. right? Beep yep. now. Okay, and, uh, so, so what do you call it? All about what are you doing? Are you actually making a list of HR directors and phoning them up and trying to sell this stuff or set up a, a meeting or something like that? Actually, nothing like that at this point. Basically, I'm doing more of the consulting side on uh, how, how HR systems work, HRM systems work and those kind of things. Also, how, what kind of uh, you know, solutions that HR managers are kind of looking for for you know, so what are you you're doing? Product development? I thought the product was finished. Are you doing product no, it's development? No, being launched this year. It's being launched this oh, year. Okay. So I'm actually helping with how some did... of the consulting on that side, some of the marketing side too, like who to market to, how to market it. So. And how did you get involved with them? Well, I mean, they're a Japanese company, and they uh, they have a contract with us helping with uh, with the de- with development. 
And, yeah, but uh, I mean, marketing. like, how did you hook up with them? Maybe you don't want to tell us. I'm just curious. So you're a headhunter. No, Where do you come to be in touch with this company? He speaks Japanese, by the way, okay? This guy lived in <laughs> Japan. He speaks Japanese. Go ahead. How did but, you, uh, uh, very no. briefly, how did you hook up with this company? Well, there's a lot of different companies uh, out there that do, like, business matching to help, like, uh, businesses uh, – Match with other businesses. Oh, really? Like a major, yeah, like a Jetro is one. That's a major one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, then you have like uh, different, like in Michigan, you have the MEDC, which is like so like Michigan, and, you know, Michigan Economic Development. Um, uh-huh. So you have a lot of different like uh, groups that actually help businesses with establishing. So there's a lot of business services out there for anybody like trying to establish a business and they want to connect with other businesses. Okay. So, now here's I. Uh, 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 Okay, you finished with that, or is there anything else you want to say about it? Uh, that's I mean, all I we're going to talk. Basically, like, we're we're not gonna talk one thing about I want to point out. Yeah, I just want to point out that we're going to be at the HR Technology Conference in Las Vegas the first week of yeah. uh, October, and I'll be there. What's your company name? What uh, under under the name Beep Now or your own company yeah. name? I will be there under uh, Be- with Beep Now. Beep Now. I love the name. I love yeah. the name Beep Now. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so here's a question that you can ask. Mm a candidate, okay, and I'm going to tell you the answer, but maybe you can come up with a a better answer. I got this. It's a real story off of an HR blog. This guy went to Disrupt HR in, uh, maybe Jerry wants to tell the story. The guy went to Disrupt HR in Long Island, and he Mm -hmm. likes to sit on the toilet when he uh, just takes a leak (laughs) because he likes to read his email, right, casually. So he went there. He was sitting on the toilet. And he didn't pay attention, and he peed on himself. And then he had to go, he had to go and speak in front of the group. How would you handle that, uh, Rob? How would you handle that? <laughs> what if I did it, or I had a candidate do it? <laughs> if you did it, or you had a candidate, what would you tell the oh, candidate man. to do? I mean, it could be anybody. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm pretty careful when I uh, use use restroom. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, well, okay. Uh huh. Uh, Jerry, so, do you have an answer? Jerry, you got an answer? Jerry? Jerry's gone eating or something like that. Okay. Uh, Anybody hey, got an answer? Hey. Okay, he's there. Okay, I'm Jerry, here. do you have an answer? How would you handle that if you, if you peed on yourself before you had to speak in front of a group? Man, I can't even stoop far enough down the gutter to answer this question. <laughs> Can you pick up the phone? Get off the speakerphone. Uh, I'm in the middle of something. I do have a. I'm not on a speakerphone. Can you hear me, Michael J. Cox? Go ahead. How would you? Well, how would you deal with that situation? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Jerry. Even though I'm not on a speakerphone, there's no sense in answering this question. Okay, I'll tell you what he did. I'll tell you what he did, and this is ingenious. And I think this is a, a why I think it's a good question for an interview. He got up there in front of everybody. He told them he peed on himself. <laughs> <laughs> but then he said immediately said, "Hey, I'm just kidding. It was just water. Just spilled some water on myself." Okay, so that's quite so quite quick the thinking. And then lied. Yeah, then he lied to cover yeah. it up. I mean, but that's that's good. I thought that was very good. Okay, here's another sort of an oddball question. I noticed this week that Mark Halperin. I don't know if you guys remember him. He's a political commentator on on TV. And he got uh, the boot from, like, ABC for uh, harassing women over the years. Uh, about seven or five of them came and said, he, you know, he tried to kiss them, he uh, touched them, he pressed himself up against them, stuff like that. Now he's coming up with a new book. 
about how to beat Trump, and he's interviewed 75 prominent Democrats uh, for their opinions to go in the book. Now, some of those people who spoke to him are uh, being criticized for even talking to this guy. And so that made me wonder, if somebody loses a job for harassment, uh, for you know maybe talking, saying lewd things at work, or maybe you know kissing somebody, uh, when can they get another job? Rob, would you actually handle somebody like that uh, as a recruiter? As a recruiter, probably not. Yeah, too much of a hassle to be honest. I mean, uh-huh. it's just I would just be you know flat out. I would just have to say it off the bat. It was like you know not really much we can do because it's going to be a really hard sell. And is it really worth the effort? Uh-huh. I mean, you got. Okay. I mean, the return on investment's not there, really there if you have a. But you know what I like wonder that. about. Go you ahead. Know what I wonder is, you know, there's so much of this going on, and I'm just going to take the the male side for a minute. I mean, a lot of times I feel these guys are being terminated without real proof, and so I think I would give the guy a chance and hear him uh-huh. out and. Uh-huh. Uh, Explain it. I mean, whether there is proof lucky, or no proof. You're I, lucky I, there's I, not that many women listening to this show, Kathy. I mean, <laughs> I think <laughs> you'd be in a lot of trouble, okay? I know. Okay, but I'm going to recall that. I know. Kathy, should we call that the Al Franken threshold? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. Huh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, see, Al, Al Franken, I don't know. He was a comedian. It was a bulletproof. Uh, what was it? A bulletproof like flak jacket. Yeah. Uh, until, we were seeing the picture. Had a picture yeah. of him. Until yeah. they had the picture of him uh, physically assaulting the woman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jerry, oh, is there a, I, I, I don't know what for Jerry. I, I can't. I can't barely hear Jerry. I mean, uh, I don't know. Okay. Pick up the phone. Talk into the phone. You've been on don't the show long enough. Don't worry about it, dude. I am worried about it, dude. Okay. Hey, Rob, would you ever call yeah. A, a, yeah. a candidate dude? Would you say, call, you're talking to a candidate, would you ever call him dude? Hey, dude, would you ever say that? No. Uh, no, probably not. No, come on. Dude, come well, on. Dude, I, no. I say dude all the time, dude. Do ya? Michael <laughs> Women, men, everybody dude, but, is dude. Yeah, but the guest yeah? dude okay. ain't, from, uh, ain't from L.A. Nah, I'm not from L.A. That's okay. <laughs> we'll or forgive him. <laughs> Alan Floor, you would call a guy dude? I do now and then. I'm in the construction industry right now. They 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 call each other things that are a lot worse than that. Oh, okay. Okay. I, they probably face. don't use the word dude though. The construction guys. Uh, well, they, yes, they do. The younger <laughs> the younger ones do. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Here's now Martin Snyder is one of the sponsors of this show. Okay, and he said that uh, he would never hire a sociopath but he's hired many unpleasant and difficult people. He said a sparkling personality is an asset, but it's not something that's going to be decisive. What you want is somebody who can do the job. You don't really care that much about personality. Do you agree with that, uh, Rob? Yeah, actually, I I do. I I think that personality is one of the things that might be important for, like, team cohesion, like, but uh, cohesiveness, whatever. But uh, it's actually when it comes to actually doing the job and getting things done, you kind of want the uh, the people that have a little bit of a risk averse kind of attitude. People that are always going to see the dark side of things or things that can go wrong. I mean, that that's helps drive business. So those kind of people have their place as well. But there's all personalities. There's a place for them in any company. 
Well, yeah, hold on. You know what? You were placing audit people, so that's why you want people who can see when things are going to go wrong. I mean, what about normal people, okay? What you're, let's say you said <laughs> Audit people some, aren't normal people? <laughs> I'm just auditors are not normal. I've I, I placed a lot of auditors, okay? Uh, now, hold on a second. What, they're negative people. What, what you, let's say you send somebody out to a job, and uh, the hmm. hiring manager says, Rob, yeah, this guy's got the skills, but, you know, I'd shoot myself if I had to work with him all day. Well, what do you say? What do you mean? Oh, I don't like his personality. Would you come back and say, hey, bub, hey, dude, okay, that doesn't count. That's the icing on the cake. This guy's got what you want. I'm not going to go out and find somebody as good as him just to have you uh, reject him again because you don't like his smile. Would you do that? Would you? Is that what you would say? I actually, I probably would actually, not not quite to those extremes, but yeah, I would actually explain to them, it's like, you're going to be hard-pressed to find anybody that matches the skills at the same time. At the end of the day, is, are you hiring personality or are you hiring uh, the person that actually can excel at the job? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you're, I mean, if you're in the process of hiring, you know, personalities, then that personality might up and leave within six months as well, or they might have different issues Baseline is a personality, so it, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, boy, you would one of those do a very I would, good I job converting. Hold on, wait, wait a second. Uh, Alan Floor, did you want to say something? Would you would you fight back if if the person knocked out your candidate for personality? Sure, it all depends. I mean, look, if you want, if do you let me use a bad let me use a bad example. If you're if you're recruiting for a top level surgeon, do you want the guy to be in the top two to five percent of being able to save people, or do you want him to be a unicorn and rainbow fuzzy guy that gets along with everybody? It depends. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I definitely want a Dr. Yeah, House. Kathy yep. wants Kathy wants a nice guy. Okay, she was married yeah. to a nasty surgeon. <laughs> She was married to one of those uh, bad surgeons. Okay, but uh, I think <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. You're talking about me? I'm at the beach, and I didn't hear this. What, what are you saying? Okay, well, like Alan said if, 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 you're, if you're, you don't hire for personality. If you're going to have an operation, you don't care if the surgeon's a nice guy. Oh, you yeah, want you him or her. Care. You do care. Let me tell uh-huh. you, some of these guys that started out or even the elderly surgeons, they'll say, oh, well, he's 74. He's lived a long enough life. I mean, who? and I swear, I heard this many times. And my ex-husband was a resident at Cedars-Sinai in L.A., which is a reputable hospital, and it just made me sick. I mean, they yeah, I think, think they're it, God. And, no, so they do. personality does matter. No, they it, do. It but does really, I think it does matter. I, I see where you're coming from, but I think we're talking about two different things to some degree. If I'm ta- I'll give you – I'll give you an example. If I have a heart valve, if I have a heart problem, and I just want the guy to get in there and be the best mechanic that he can be, and he doesn't right. have the best bedside manner, that's what yeah. I want. Okay, no, I let's get off the surgeons. Nobody here is placing medical people. Okay. Anybody else want to talk about that personality? Michael G. Cox is personality an issue for you? Uh, Jerry hung up already. Okay. Is Michael G. Cox? <laughs> Michael G. Cox is personality there, yes. an issue? Um, I, it it has never been an issue. So I, I but I, again I focus more on experience and skill and and rather than mm-hmm. um, the, the whole Simon Sinek you don't hire for skill you hire for attitude kind of BS. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can they do the I don't, job? I don't, I don't do that. How does that it guy Simon great. Sinek? How does he make money when he gives out advice like that? Okay. Really. 
Well, he sells anyway. a lot of books, and then and then he gets booked for for speaking engagements. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. People but, start but believing. Well, the real world here is, here is, I mean, to kind of defend the guy a little bit, right? No. I mean, there is a. <laughs> it, you have a higher chance if they actually have a good personality of them of a client actually picking them up. Yeah, and actually hiring but it's, them. it's like because hiring or, managers. It's, I know, but hiring managers are still human, and they actually will go with personality over skills almost. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to shoot out a, a and BS statistic you know, 90% of the time. Mm. So you have, a, no, you have a higher percentage chance of getting that person hired. So if you're actually trying to bill, you're going to want to push the person that has a better attitude, even though they have the less, you know, or the better personality than the skills. No, I, I, it's, so here's a great example. I, 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 I saw this quote several years ago from Simon Sinek, and, and it makes all the rounds, and it becomes this empty platitude online. Mm-hmm. So I, I take this I, and I show it to our, our president, and he kinda, his response is, look, I'm, I'm paying you to find me, not the guy with the great attitude. I'm paying you to find me the guy that has a great attitude and all the skills that we need to get the job done. Not one or the other. Hmm. And your well, response. I mean, yeah, not, and your response yeah, is. Never, my response is, yeah, absolutely. I think this is a line of crap. I'm not gonna. I'm not okay. gonna uh, imagine no, 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 no. this. You well, you don't hire for skill. You hire for attitude. You can always teach skill. No, that's true. Imagine, imagine I go. The, imagine I go to a, a hiring manager and say, Hey, man, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing, but he's got a great <laughs> attitude. How about we hire him and you pay me that? <laughs> you pay me that uh, that fee. Make sure I get, I get my bonus. I get that, but what if do are they willing to pay for it? Because if you're going to hire, if you need to find an Eddie Van Halen, it's okay. We can find Eddie, but you better be ready to buy Eddie. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, if they if they can't buy it, that that's you know when you're on the outside. Okay. That's not a enough real of client. this. Enough of this. Enough of this. <laughs> okay. okay. God, just when it oh, starts okay. getting good. Rob. <laughs> right. None of us are placing. None of us are booking rock bands. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have not that'd be a fun name in years. Yeah, that'd be a fun. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, Rob. Robert Hartung yeah. the third. Okay. Robert Joseph Hartung the third. Okay. Uh, yeah, how did shoot. you do business development when you were a recruiter, which was just earlier this year? How did you get oh. new clients? Well, basically just go through and actually just do the cold call. Work, work your way through, yeah. you know, the system, things like that, get the contact. But, I mean, over the years, I've built up a pretty, you know, large, like, LinkedIn profile. And as, Imagine and that you there. don't have, uh, you know, an established, you know, contact that you can just call in, okay? Or are yes. you saying that yes. people called you primarily? People I, called you? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I did have some call me. But, like, when I actually went on my own after, besides, like, working for an agency, I mean – I actually just I built up some of the contacts over the years, and just kind of just added people. But um, basically, what I would do is just call and go through uh, all the gatekeepers until I got to the right person. Basically, just and what did what did you do on the phone? phone What did you say? What did you say on the phone? I mean, at what point (laughs) to get through? When you uh, got the the person said hello, and what did Robert J Hartung the third say? Well, I mean. I mean, you want? I just break it. I guess. Yeah, I want the exact words say, hey. so I can copy them. If they're smart, want I want to know exactly yeah. what to say so I can do what you do. Okay? I, I, I can study my 
I could send you a little script I had, but man, I have to on do the show. Like, You're uh, on the show now. Wake <laughs> up. God. Jesus Christ. I haven't used the script in like, you know, six six months to a year. You know, but okay. I know that here. I'm I'm going to stop bugging you, but that's ridiculous. You did it for so many years, and now you're gone for a few months, and you can't well, remember was, it. Each one was a little bit different. Like it depends, because I would go in, and it depends if I was actually going through and trying to find requests for like uh, see a lot of people I had in the pipeline, so like quality engineers for the automotive industry, right? So I go through and go, you know, I saw that you know, looking through here that uh, there's any. Man, I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm I'm still in my okay. Like, hold on a second. Hey, what if hey, let me ask you another basic question? What if the, if right. you call someone up, uh, did you cold call candidates as well? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You get somebody on the phone. She says, mm-hmm. "I'm happy where I am." What do you do? Well, I go. I mean, well, you know, that's, that's great to hear. But if you actually go through and, I mean, I. Is there any chance that you're actually going to be looking, or you know, if anybody? I would always ask for the uh, the referral, but then I would actually walk them through and go and you know, I know you're happy now, but there's always a point in time where something else comes better along. Is there that one kind of position that you would be looking for that would uh, that you would be interested in? And I just put them in the the whole okay, kind of. So file. you don't try to you don't try to turn them around. You don't try to persuade that woman. Hey, you know what? I know you're happy where you are, but when you listen to what I've got going for you, you might change your mind. You don't try to persuade her to make a move. Am I right about that? Pretty much. It, it will depend. Because usually I send an email, email first, and I do a you know follow-up call. But then I also done what I cold call. But they're absolutely it depends on the impression they give me. So if they actually sound like uh-huh. they're absolutely not interested in making a move, then I, I just basically. You know, put them off and kind of follow back up in six months. And I ask for, uh-huh. you know, can I follow back in six months and see if you're still happy? Those kind of things. Yeah. But it really is – I don't want to spend a lot of time sitting there trying to convince somebody to do what I want. I mean I have to make a kind of determination of whether or not this person is actually likely to actually change their mind and what kind of argument would actually be convincing for them, for their mm-hmm. own individual. So basically I would go through and ask them, what do you enjoy about your job now? And you know what is what makes you happy about the job? If she mentioned these different things, then if there's a there's a little wedge, then I go, well, this company is actually offering this and this and this and these kind of things, and it could be a great opportunity. Then I would give them that. Then at the end of it, spin back around and see if they would. Okay, so so you'll accept that you'll 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 accept a no, but say, look, I'd yeah. like just to get a thumbnail sketch of who you are, and if they tell you something during that little screen. You'll use that to try to maybe turn them around. Is that what you're saying, yes or no? Yes, pretty much. Okay. It's just, but primarily, you're like Jerry. You, he, Jerry says he's made a lot of money accepting no's, something like that. If he hadn't hung up, then he'd be arguing. But I've heard him say it many times. Anybody else want to take a different tack on that? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm happy I where do. I am. I do. Go ahead. I do. Um. I was working on placing environmental uh, uh, services. Kathy, are you picking up the phone? Do I have to fight I'm with everybody? The, I'm at the at beach. beach. I'm at the beach. Okay, I'll, okay I'll go ahead. Bit. Go um, ahead. I was placing environmental services um, general managers at Stanford Hospital, and yeah. uh, they really wanted people from one of a certain hospital in Northern California. I called this one guy and animal. He must have said no to me. I don't know. I kept calling. I don't know how many times. 
finally I caught him at the right time and I pulled nine people at once from that department and put them in Stanford. So I think uh-huh. if, if you have a hard to fill job or you know it's going to need continuous um, candidates, you keep yeah. pulling that person back and get the report going. Okay. Well, hold on. Did he ever say? Did he ever say? Look, honey, if you were a guy, I'd come over there and punch out your lights. I mean, what did you no. say that he would tolerate you calling him so many times after he said no? I think we just we just got a good report going, and maybe yeah. it is. I hate to say this because I'm female, but yeah. we got a really good report going, and it took nine months, but I got uh-huh. the whole department. Wow. So Anybody know. else? Congratulations, Kathy. Anybody else want to comment on that before we move on? Anybody who would well, do it differently than Robert I mean, J. Hartung? What? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, if you stick to them and things like that, I mean, you're going to have, like, about the 10th time you contact them, you're going to have, you know, a bit of rapport built. And at the same time, yeah. they might be interested at that 10th, you know, that 9th, 10th time. But yeah. that's with okay. any I'm kind su- of sales. I'm surprised there's nobody else here saying I wouldn't settle for that. I can turn a guy around. If I got a good job, he's not getting away from me. There's recruiters who would say that. I guess they're just not on the line right now. Hey, you can't be too it. pushy. Yeah, it's dating. Pushy. Yeah. Yeah. It's dating. Exactly. You're going to keep asking exactly. and keep asking and build a relationship. And exactly. Okay, and, so, and so Alan, Alan Floor, Alan Floor. So you're saying the first time she said no, you you would accept a no as a no. You wouldn't try to turn her around the first on the first date, so to speak. Okay. It's not or really the first turning time her around as much as it's it's doing this really rare thing, animal, like you do in dating. It's listening to them and seeing what they say, okay. and then it's this he really said, rare thing. Hold on, he, hold okay, on. No, you well, interrupt. Robert J. Hart. Oh, 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 Robert J. Hartung says, okay, I'll take a no, but then if I can squeeze out some information from her, maybe I can turn her around. Is that your ta- Is that what you're telling me, uh, Alan? Yeah, that's Floor? one. That's one. That's one road to go down and see if they're interested in coming into my house and sitting down and having a, a, a meal with my family. Yeah. I'll uh-huh. do that, and if it okay. turns out but that you would never give... just say, "Listen, listen, ma'am, okay, you're making a mistake, and I'm going to show you why right now." Okay, you would never do that. Just to take that aggressive, in-your-face uh, attitude. Depending on the position, yeah. When, I, when we were when we were stealing um, commercial real estate brokers, yeah, we'd go at them. We'd go at them hard, and we'd say, "Look, if you here's the thing, you're happy over there. That's great, but you know what? You're always happy until you're not." And you know what? What's it going to take for? And we, we would we would play to the way that they sell, and we got interviews that way and hires. It just depends on the industry. Yeah, exactly. You've mm-hmm. got to know your audience, and you know yep. realtors are not, you know, they're not shy people. And you know, and uh, Alan's right. You go at them hard. I would with a realtor. And um, it just and you depends wanna, on your audience. And like Mr. John yeah. Harton the third. I would want to figure out in those conversation in that first conversation if they gave me a no is I want to know if there's any pain points. I discovered I was talking with I was talking with Kathy, a broker one day, and she all of a sudden got frustrated. I said, "Are you frustrated?" Yeah, and to- she told me her frustration. It's like, wait a minute, we have a tool that solves that. I got her onto Skype. I showed her what what, what happens in 10 minutes, and she's like, "Oh my God, this is going to save this is going to save me 200 phone calls." Jesus, when can I talk to you guys? Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on a second. Uh, let me see if I understood what you said. So it's Robert uh, Joseph Hartung, not John Hartung. Okay, first I'm of all, sorry. But, okay, but, no but, but here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing, uh, <laughs> Alan. Are, are you know when you're doing that little screen, 
actually that's what you could you you could su- suggest pain points even if she doesn't bring them up you could yeah. say you know what i've talked to other people like you and these were issues for them at their companies does that ever come up for you yes. and then if she says yeah she's in the trap right Absolutely, and you've got to know your audience and what the typical pain points are. In construction, it, exactly, the, yeah. the, the, best, the best question I can ask somebody that gives me a no is, so what project are you on? Oh, great. When's it supposed to be ending? They'll tell me. And now it's like, okay, and where, are you, and where are they going to put – what's your next project? Oh, I really don't know. Okay, so in four months, you don't know where you're going to be. And what, and what a lot of candidates don't understand is the time it takes to get hired. So if I say, oh, okay, well, you know what? I, I have a couple of suggestions from a conversation I had a couple hours ago, and I know I caught you off guard. What time later today can we have a, you know, a conversation on our drives home? And then I'll uh-huh. dig into it a little more. And, say, and one of the okay. biggest ones is, look, if you know – I hear you're not going to be looking for about four months, but if we start talking now, you've got a two- to three-week notice. You've got a week of getting the offer letter done in negotiations. You've got a week or so of interviews. We're at a month already, so it, why don't we make this a little more convenient from a scheduling time perspective? Let's talk. What time can you talk on Monday when we can you know, maybe go into this? Boom, done. He's absolutely right. Absolutely right on with that. I agree. And see, okay. Animal, if you would remember that phrase more, you and I would have you and I wouldn't be yelling at each other so much. Okay. Any Michael G. Cox, anything you want to add to that? Michael G. Cox. No. Still with us? No, I'm good. Okay. I, I like Plus what the, everyone's been saying. Of week, they want to take a couple of weeks off for vacation, let's say transition between projects. So you add that in, and yeah. you know, Alan's right. Then they realize, oh my gosh, it could take that long, and I don't want to be out of work for six months. And so to Kathy's point. It's a good way to do it. And to Kathy's point right there, the, the additional benefit of talking them through that, oh, you have a vacation? Oh, that's great. You're listening to them and respecting them. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, I'm going to do an ad. I'm going to respect my sponsor, <laughs> Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. I, uh, I, I keep talking about her because she's a big name right now. I saw superstar recruiter Amy Miller answering a question on Facebook about her favorite sourcing tool. And here's what she said. Hire tool, hands down. Hire tool, hands down. I recruit engineering managers in big tech, big, big tech. And I've done side-by-side comparisons between hire tool, sourcing function, and another brand name tool, a big brand name tool. And there was no contest. Hire tool provided relevant results with full contact info. Okay? I was very happy. The other tool completely missed the mark okay so if you want to talk to a real user amy miller she's all over social media she's going to be happy to talk to you hire tool h-u-h-i-r-t-u-a-l.com robert j Mm. hartung the third do you have any favorite sourcing tools or chrome extensions that you uh like to use when you're recruiting sourcing no not really I mean, no. source you know what? I had a question, Rob. I had a question I used that Big I was Biller before, you and I said I use like Big Biller and those kind of things for kind of like a, for the database, and I use them Big for Big Biller's here. Kind of yeah, like okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's not what like I asked. Totally I asked for sourcing tools, not not your ATS. Okay, I'm well, pushing I, well, an ATS. Yeah, but I actually there is a sourcing tool within there, so you know you can push it out because we used it for like uh, I used to use it for. Uh, like doing splits with other recruiters and those kind of things. Yeah. So I would source through other people's uh, stuff. So I would just basically mostly just go through the database. So did you do a lot, of, a lot splits? of splits? Did you do a lot of splits? No, uh, 
say probably 10, 20%. I still kind of uh-huh. do splits now for when Japanese companies actually establish here with like, you know, actually establish a, a company here. What I'll do is I'll try to kick it out to recruiters and mm-hmm. just kind of split up whatever. I'll take uh, like a 25% uh, fee, referral fee? Uh, even less than that, even less than that for, for now. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know I what? Mean, I was going to ask you a question. I was going to ask you a question. I, I put it aside, but I think I can answer it myself now. I was going to ask if you uh, are an introvert or an extrovert. I'm going to say introvert. Am I right? Uh, I don't know. Omnivert. <laughs> Depends. Oh, okay. So no, you because you you're, you're you know you're not really talkative. I, I don't get that. Are you just shy on this program, uh, or, or you know, no, am I doing I'm, something I'm wrong? Not. Actually, I'm just waiting for a moment I can talk. <laughs> so no, you just, just like, butt in. Me. Don't give me uh, that. You just butt in. You should have listened to the show before you came on and say, I you know, I, I talk when show. I want to I'm talk. Not used to, I'm not used to butting in and just kind of like overshouting somebody. And if I, if I hear you want to talk, I'll say, okay, I'll get back to you. I'll finish with this other person first. What about strategic? That's probably like mostly over the phone. If this was at a pub, it would be a whole different story. Don't give so. me that. Oh, you, you know what? I hate it when people make dumb excuses, okay? None of that on this show. Okay, look. All right, strategic all right. recruiting. Strategic recruiting. Hmm. Uh, did you only recruit for uh, a hot job, or would you make a number of calls a day that, you know, were just hello calls? It sounds like you worked in a niche. Would you, you know, call everybody over time in that niche just to say, hi, my name's Robert J. Hartung III, and I, I, I want to get to know you. Do you do that? Um, actually, didn't really make the phone calls there. Literally, I would just follow up, you know, LinkedIn messages, um, you know, send out short out an email, those kind of things. And occasionally, like, if I have a phone call, this I did have like a like somebody at touch base every like, you know, three months if I haven't heard from a little bit. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? Kind of uh, I, I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, so you sent out LinkedIn messages. You saw someone's profile on LinkedIn. You sent a, a message and, and hi, hi. I'm just saying. I'm just calling to say. I'm just writing you to say hello. And, and there's no follow up or anything like that. Is that what you? Is that what you're saying you did? I mean, something very similar to it. Or I go like this. Uh, you know, I would actually ask like, how's everything going? Your job, blah blah blah. You know, if, you know, if you're looking or if you know if there's anybody looking for X amount of positions, there you go. So I would just touch base, give them the what position here and ask for a referral because uh used to offer uh candidates referral fees of up to two grand if we place somebody uh-huh and uh how did you word that in the uh email uh, I, I pay referral fees yeah I, I, you know we'll offer up to uh, a certain percentage of uh the placement fee if they stay there after six months uh-huh. and and did you yeah, have, I would put did it you ever did, did anyone ever reply to those uh emails yeah i actually we did actually pay out uh one referral fee uh-huh. Um, I mean, yeah, but okay. Does, does, does anybody impressed by that? It sounds like a little aimless. Just uh, an email out of the blue. Hi. <laughs> you know, if no I was gonna be honest, up. if I was, if I was gonna be honest about it, yeah, it was kind of aimless. Didn't really. Uh, okay. I would say I didn't really have a very good uh, ROI on it. Yeah. I mean, okay. it was just more like touch and base. That's you know, just kind of basically had that little whisper, that little like, uh, hey, we're still here, kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of like okay. the old uh, Facebook post, uh, like pokes, you know. Pokes, it was yeah, uh, that's exactly. Hurt. That's a good comparison. It's a good uh, pokes. I always thought it was the dumbest thing. Okay, so what about voicemail? When you call people, did you leave voicemail? Well, was your initial was your initial contact always email? It sounds like it was. 
No, see, it's it's split. When I like the first like couple several years was all phone. It was pretty much all phone, almost not an email until I actually got the person on the phone. Um, but then it switched over to like going to like you know sending out a, a email first. So yeah, the first uh, initial phone call, what I would do is make the phone call, leave a message, then I would repeat. I would actually call the person probably four times that day. Um, go through a list and call them four times. The first time I would leave a message, the next four times I would. Then, then the second day I would do the same thing. I wouldn't leave another. I would leave a voicemail, then again call them again four times. Then, then I would start tapering off. So if I didn't get a hold of them within a week, then I would just uh, put them on, you know, call them back in like three months. Okay, you see, Jerry, I know what Jerry would say. They guy could put, they can see these candidates can see that you're calling them four times a day, and they yep. don't like they don't like that. I mean, is anybody somebody saying yeah? Is somebody saying that's dangerous? Yeah, I agree. It's Kathy. Yeah, I think it's yeah. like almost stalking behavior. See, yeah, that that's, be that's, that's, see, that's the thing. Like I did at the you know kind of the first place I was recruiting. Not that's why I switched over to like sending an email first and doing a doing a phone call there to discuss the email, have like a another purpose. So I give them like a quick, like, you know, shout out, like why I'm going, going to be calling you follow up and see if you're ready to listen. And I would tell them exactly what time I'd actually call. Them. I'm, I might okay. give a call between what, like, you know, 10 and 11. What was, uh, what was uh, in your email subject letter on the first uh, email? Subject uh, it depends line, on, I just, it depends. What, am I uh, emailing them to their, their corporate email, or am I emailing to their private email? Corporate email. Corporate email is like uh, looking for referrals. Looking for referrals. If you know of anybody, you know, I noticed that you're in the industry. I'm looking for referrals for these kind of, you know, these set of positions. If you know anybody, please uh, share my information and share this email with them so I can, uh, you know, hopefully help them find their next role. That kind of thing. And if it was a personal email, then be like, uh, I just start with a, you know, basically looking for this, and you know, I can't. Oh, so hold your on. Profile. The subject line. The, su- the, the listen to me. The well, subject line like, would say looking, looking for. Well, yeah, it'd be basically, uh, yeah, looking for such and such. Uh huh. Okay, I got to do an ad. Hey everybody, recruiting animal here for PC Recruiter, Nick Mazur. M-A-Z-U-R, Nick Mazur, he's a recruiter. And on Facebook, he said, we use PC Recruiter and we love it. I have demoed a ton of systems, and they have the most robust set of features. Other products do one or two things better, but overall, I think it has the most features. You know, we do multiple industries and four different types of searches, and PC Recruiter is very versatile. It does what we need it to do, and that's true. It is versatile. It is configurable. I don't know if there's any other product that suits every kind of recruiting because you make it work the way you want it to work. They don't impose a workflow system on you. And you know what? Everybody says they got great support. They're very nice to deal with. If you don't know how to configure your own software, they're going to help you. So check them out, please, at pcrecruiter.net. And I know that I said earlier in the show that Martin Snyder, the boss over there, is quite willing to hire nasty people, but not to face the customers. 
<laughs> Those are the nice guys. Okay. And I'm going to do the ad for Hone It right now as well. Hone It, Hone it IT, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. You know what it is? It's phone interview technology. It records your interviews, turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers hear the motivation, the personality. Remember we were just talking about personality and the enthusiasm the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, it delivers a ton of info that you just can't get from a resume or a, a dry report from a recruiter. So if you want to get a, a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of that sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. It also turns everything into a searchable transcript as well. Although, you know what, I'll have to talk with Nick Livingston, the boss over there, about this. We just had that discussion you know, about personality. What if the person doesn't have a good personality? <laughs> Maybe you don't want the boss to hear what they, uh, the hiring manager to hear what they sound like. That, and then you just give them the transcript in, in that case, I guess. What do you think, Rob? Oh, I give him a transcript? Rob? Yeah, okay. Rob, yeah. Rob, uh, you, I'm going to take it that you didn't nurture a pipeline. You didn't have a, a list of... Uh, people in your niche who you sent regular uh, info to about how to find a job and what's going on in their their industry. You didn't do that. Am I right? No, I actually did. But I would send them like little, uh, no, I would send them little like forms, these kind of, you know, different forms, different information about, like I had like basic like uh, PDFs I would send them about how to approach interviews, how to look for, you know, things like this in the industry. And, uh, you know, basically how to negotiate salary, those kind of things. Uh-huh. Yeah. How so many people I, I were would, you sending send them out to? How many people were you sending it to? I don't know. On average for a week, probably, I sent out probably close to 50 to 100, 100 a week. Uh-huh. And did you ever know, was there any way for you to measure the results? You know, that's the thing. I didn't really do a very good job of uh, tracking some of the results. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, okay. So... But I, I did have – I mean, mine's going to be mostly like – I do have some results from people that reached out to me and say, yeah, I, you know, I was able to get a job. Thanks for all their – you know, thanks for, like, you know, the information and kind of uh, basically consulting with me on, you know, how to find a job. Okay. What about, what about this know. kind of what – kind of, what, what about this kind of result? You phone somebody up you've never spoken to, and they say, oh, yeah, I know who you are, or I'm going to accept this guy's call because uh, he sends me this mail every every week or two. Did you ever find that it warmed up a cold call? Was there any way that would uh, is there some indicator that yeah, this guy knows me because I keep sending him email and he's willing to talk to me for that reason? Was there well, any way to test that? Well, there's there's definitely a way to test it. You can actually mark it, but you have to find a way to track it and either manually track it or to uh, just you know update every uh, conversation. But at the time, I didn't have a uh, like a, a very good CRM or you uh -huh. know, like a, to kind of put all that information in there, kind of okay. track it what, like for what, every what call there, and you know, every the, email. The shows we're running, and there's only 20 minutes left. I feel like I'm not digging into any topics. I think we had a great conversation about turning people around. But are there any topics that I haven't asked you about that you would really love to talk about that, that you felt this is where I, sh you know, Sean is a recruiter and, and I want other people to know about it? 
That's that's a that's a good question. I you know, I wasn't really sure going in it's like I said, I do more uh consulting, so I basically go through and just do uh picking out pain points that people have and then actually find solutions for them. Just doing like root cause analysis. I, so I was actually wondering like people nowadays, I mean, do is recruiting like part of the consulting field or is it really not? That's the other thing. And the other question is like should uh, recruiting be uh, kicked over to marketing instead of, uh, you know, instead of kept in the HR department for like internal recruiters? And do you have answers? I mean, those are, are you going to give me the answers? Are you going to answer those questions for me? Actually, yeah, I got an audience. I got a people. I got to keep people excited. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if they were excited, they'd be well, shouting at us on the line right now. Okay. Yeah. This, I'm this trying to liven it up. Okay. Give me some yeah. help. I, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and answer it. I, I think that for some companies, I think HR should act, I mean, uh, the recruiting part for their HR departments should be kicked over the marketing. Because uh, the way that uh, most uh, candidates are going to have now, especially like millennials, uh, Gen Z, or whatever generation they're going by these days, they're, they're all tied into these like short little blips of information that need to be marketed in a way that we didn't have to do, you know, 10 years ago. So you want to keep everything short. You want to sit there and develop. You want to, you know, promote your culture. You want to promote your company. You want to get people interested in your company so they think about you to kind of apply so you're already warmed up before they even have the discussion, you know, over the phone, whether or not they applied or whether or not you reached out to them. So you want to just uh-huh. – they want to know your company first. So in that aspect, I think HR – for I mean, HR recruiters or recruiters like in HR departments should actually probably be kicked over to marketing so they can actually have – a wide-reaching marketing plan, down to like Google Ads. You know, when they're doing like their 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 online marketing, they do Google Ads and also put in there do a Google ad for their their jobs as well. Do a Google okay. ad for their well, promoter fact, culture. If you were so, if you were going back to agency recruiting tomorrow, mm-hmm. would you follow your mm-hmm. advi- own advice in any way? Well, yeah, I would. How? Because uh, I really think that's uh, basically by just taking out different ads, putting these things, kind of promote different, uh, you know, my, my own company, my own, uh, like, you know, recruiting kind of uh, format, what we can do, where we place, these kind of things, and kind of push that okay, out. Okay, what kind Same of ads? With, uh, are you talking about, uh, what kind of ads? Are you talking about purchasing keywords so that you become, you know, at the yep. top of the ranking with Google? Is that, because there's lots of other recruiters who are going to be, you know, having the same keywords that you want. I mean, I, I, that's an expensive proposition. Well, what kind of ad? Everyone has a certain niche. Everyone has a certain kind of niche. You, you can pick around different things and kind of figure out with, like, data these days. You can actually pick out different, uh, you know, keywords that the ideal candidate would have. Does anybody agree? I don't know if anybody's still listening to us. Does anybody agree with him that you can pick a word that a million other recruiters are not already using? No. No, I don't think so either. Okay, I mean, how I many, just don't know. How many recruiting agencies are using AdWords? What? How many How many recruiters right now are – how many agencies do you think are actually using like Google AdWords? Uh, uh, I think uh, uh, a ones. lot of them, not not Google AdWords, not Google yeah. AdWords, Google Yeah, they're using like Facebook. So and they come – Yeah. Okay. So you're talking about Google AdWords. So if you well, go I mean, to a also, blog – Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. You know, like AdWords also like even like through uh, YouTube, using like YouTube little make a little video of a short little blip about your company and those kind of things too. Those are actually cheaper. I haven't seen one. I've seen uh-huh. it for, you know, sometimes for like the big four, 
you know, like your Deloitte's will have those kind of things if they happen to be looking. But it's actually not as expensive as you would think. I mean, you have uh, at least a placement. I mean, the, the AdWords are probably going to be right around uh, probably two to you know two to five dollars a click. Uh huh. But if you actually get a placement out of it or you get a new candidate out of it, then it's worth it. Over, and what would you uh, have? Course of a lifetime. You yourself? Would you have you yourself talking about uh, this is hi? My name's Robert J. Hartung III. This is what I do. Would that would that be your ad, or would you have models doing it for you? I'd probably have a, a model. Oh, really? <laughs> or or, or not. I, I, I probably would. It depends. If it's my own agency or if I need to set up for a specific type type of role, I would uh-huh. maybe say it or I have like a little like uh, animation. Hire somebody to do like a little animation about the, the role and those kind of things and push it out that way. Animations uh-huh. are a little would bit more accessible. A, would you ever ask the hiring manager to make a video and put it out there? Yeah. Why not? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you didn't mention it. Yeah, so I thought oh, yeah, I'd ask. I mean, that's, what I, that's what I would suggest, actually. So, you're like, uh, you got a, you know, if you have a small consulting firm or something like that, or say like a, a accounting and finance firm that you need to develop both clients and candidates, yeah, you should have a couple different things uh, that you should actually look at to kind of help market the overall, mm-hmm. you know, company, the benefits, these kind of things, as well as uh, your services. Okay, hold on. i got another question for you. You, you like to ca- characterize yourself as a consultant, okay? What about uh-huh. advising your clients then about uh, onboarding for, like, onboarding swag? Do you ever tell them, this is what I think you should do when the candidate comes in? When she gets there, you know, make sure you've got a desk for her. This is what should mm-hmm. be on the desk, some, some presents for her to make her feel good. Uh, do you ever, do you ever well, suggest any swag? Um, yeah, actually. So it's actually a part of a – I'm going to circle back around. Um, you know, with uh, the, the HR software company I work with, BeepNow, right, they're actually putting, putting these kind of things in there. So there's, like, actually, like, uh, the onboarding process where you can actually send out, you know, swag, coffee mug, these kind of things, like official uh, notebooks and those – Whatnot. Well, at the same time, they offer uh, other engagement too, where they, they'll give you like these kind of uh, these coins of basically, you know, tied in with a uh, blockchain. So they give you these little coins they can actually spend on like, you know, lunch and dinner and those kind of things as well. So it parts out a little bit like uh, like when you've done something really, really good for the company after your first 60 days or 30 yeah. days, or whatever. Okay. Well, you know it, what? I, I know you want to talk about beep now. But I'm not talking about beep now. I'm talking about well, should, a recruiter, say, should yeah. a recruiter say, look, Miss Hiring Manager, you know, yeah. you gotta, you're just sure. you made an offer to a good, a good candidate. When she gets there on her first day, I think you should have uh, some flowers on her desk and uh, a that's Starbucks card. I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that's flowers. Not, that's not yeah. our job. That's not yeah. our job. I mean, usually the bigger companies have their onboarding process in place, in writing, and it's very, it's very detailed. I See, mean, as a, re- uh, yeah. no as way a recruiter, I, yeah. I Go ahead, sorry. Uh, Kathy, I think, Kathy I think you're mistaken. First of all, lots of recruiters are dealing with small and mid-sized companies, okay, because the big companies have uh, internal hiring teams. And they, uh, those companies need your, you know, some IT hiring manager. What, what do they know about people, okay? They know about machines. They need somebody like you, Kathy, or like Robert J. Hartung, okay, in order to tell well, them. You want to make somebody I mean, feel have, good when they get they there? Have roles, they have roles for that, and that's called human capital. 
And that's well, where the managers take over, and they deal with the people directly, like new well, hires. Well, that's that's what yeah, that's kind of what like you do in the initial. You you need to know their onboarding process. I mean, you need to do your like like you know your due diligence on the every client that you work with. You need to know like from point A what they're supposed to expect within thirty you know the first thirty days of a you know a candidate being hired. You want to know their their internal processes, how they go through. Like, are you going to do a phone interview first? Or are you going to do in-person interview second these kind of things and you need to walk through the whole process and then you that's that's where you can actually bring it up you know you know this would be you know just just a suggestion here but you can actually offer some you know this and this and that you know a little bit of swag and you know go about your day so you can there's room for it but that's when you're actually doing your due diligence when you're working with a new client you have to be an expert for that client you uh, have to know i, I, I don't think market, i don't think that's a standard I don't think that's a standard part of anybody's intake session, okay? I think that would be well, unique. I'm, it, it, I might be yeah, wrong. Th- that's the way I did it. I mean, I would actually go through and know their competitors, know their, their kind of uh, other people in the, you know, the industries that they're actually in, the likelihood that way you can actually build the pipelines, you know, a little bit more specifically for, the, okay, well, for each well, client. I, kind of feel, so, I think I got a feeling we're talking about two different things. Did you give detailed feedback to candidates who are rejected? Uh, it, if I had detailed good job feedback, you know what? If I had detailed, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, what does that mean but, in real sorry. life? No, that's a no. You don't give feedback, okay? Right? Or if I actually got it from, if I got detailed feedback, mm-hmm. you know, if it depends how detailed. Like, like what? Like what? Okay. I mean, like what? if they just like, oh, we're gonna pass this person because of X and X, and then I would just. You know, give the candidate. Yeah, you know, X and X. I asked for an example. I asked for an example. That's not XXY or XYZ. That's not an. Uh, I, I don't like the person's face. I don't like her voice. I don't like well, the suit this guy that. wore. Okay. I'm not gonna. Well, I don't get that kind of information from it because like, people live in. You know. Well, well yeah, I got that kind of information. So you food. don't pass a. No, no, no. So you take it back. If they give you feedback, you don't necessarily pass it on. You pass on the feedback that you think the candidate might swallow. What else? So if you don't give yeah, any feedback, well, if you don't give any feedback, what do you say? Sorry, I'm not allowed, or they didn't tell, tell me why they rejected you and picked somebody else, or uh, that no, person just, just passed like, it. Michael didn't Cox, get it, I told him. What do you I just say? Tell them flat. I didn't get it. I didn't get it as much information. Okay, so you're you're out. That's fire. all. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. You're out. I don't have any details for you. That's it. But yeah, maybe we'll unfortunately, speak yeah, again. I would I would sugarcoat it a little bit. Unfortunately, I don't have any feedback for you. But if anything does come in, I'll let you know. Reach out and hopefully I can help you with the any other roles that come up in that same kind of thing. There you go. Uh huh. What if a candidate you know, when you you you. you, you you're doing a, a, a an intake session with a candidate, a screen of a candidate, and you say, "Why would you, you know, I'm just, you, why would you be interested in this position that we're that we're looking at right now?" And she says, "You know, I hate my boss. Well, is that okay with you?" Yeah, that's fine with me. And would yeah, you tell her to tell? Would you tell? Would you that's tell that to look. the client as well? Would you tell your client she can't stand her boss? Uh, would you tell the client? I, I wouldn't sugarcoat it. I wouldn't. But yeah, basically. Uh-huh. She's in and, a, and you know, they're, they're in an environment that they're having some uh, internal strife of some sort. Yeah. Internal strife, okay. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And when you were recruited, did you go to any conferences? Uh, a, a few. Nothing, like, major. Like what? What conferences? Well, more like HR-related conferences. I didn't really go to, like, specifically recruiting. So I would go to, like, a 
um, some that were put on by uh, like SPHR and the like. Why? Why? I just just want to you know how the HR managers are actually doing their own hiring, how they actually were approaching hiring, how they were approaching their internal structures. The okay, more so it was about that, hiring. The more I knew conferences were about hiring, but they were for HR people, not recruiters. Well, that's what you're saying. Well, it's also. Uh-huh. I would go to more for the hiring sessions, you know, like onboarding those kind of things. So I, so I got to learn their internal processes. Uh-huh. I mean, ideally, okay. you want to, you want to know how they're actually going through making their decisions and these kind of things. So the better you know how they're making decisions, the better you can. Did you ever read? The yeah, last question. Did you ever read any books about recruiting that you felt you got something out of them? Well, I I read uh, the A method. Um, What's that? Also, is that the rank? Is that one, the one where you rank them? Yeah, pretty much, where you get A players. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. the, the, well, it's basically, uh, what is it, who in hiring? I forget the name of the book. But yeah, yeah, it's obvious. But reading about recruiting was not a big deal for you. No, not really. No, I mean, okay. Well, what are your parting words? What do you want to say, Robert J. Hard? <laughs> what do you want to say to the recruiting world right now? Actually, I think everyone's making their, their jobs and they're overthinking what they do. To be honest, I think it's a recruiting is actually way simpler than everyone's trying to make it out to be. I mean, it really is. A, it's just like identify, identify uh, good candidates, and interview them and set them up to, for success. I mean, it really isn't. It's not much more than that. And, and identify them primarily yeah, when you. S- I was going to say identifying those candidates, depending on the job role, can be excruciatingly yeah. painful. And yeah, it, I don't think yeah. it is why. Easy. Well, that th- that would show a lack. I mean, I, I this is where I'm gonna get some flack probably, but that shows a lack of not understanding the uh, the job, or understanding no, the uh, or not understanding uh, where these type of people are gonna be like on their online presence or how to find these. Well, which is one of the questions I didn't ask. You think recruiters have the know-how to identify good candidates? You're saying no, right? Well, I'm saying they well they should, but, but they generally like don't. A, but it sounds like they don't, I guess. But it depends mm-hmm. on what kind of recruiter you have. You have one that does their due diligence and knows the industry, and like uh-huh. really dives deep into like each client and knows uh knows all the connections with the yeah. clients. Well, or I know you, you studied. Just, you, like, hold on. A, you studied. Wait a second. You studied epistemology in school. You didn't study any profession. Okay, so you didn't come out of school knowing anything practical. Am I right about that? Uh, I would say I didn't know a lot of practical methodology in order to uh, find answers and solutions. No, you didn't know anything about the kind of jobs that you were recruiting for. You didn't know no, anything. No, not at all. You've got to do research. And how? Uh, by researching. I mean, okay, well, I had a it's job not that hard. For an account. I had a, a job order for an accountant with a top secret clearance at the very mm-hmm. highest level. You tell me how you would find that person. Well, you, like uh, multiple different ways of identifying it. So I mean, you, you're saying that the recruiters don't know the job well if they're if it's taking mm-hmm. time. There are very mm-hmm. few candidates that fulfill the requirements of the job that I was looking for. So you need so, a, a TS with a polygraph, pretty much. That's what you're saying. Or what, what, what secret clearance did you need? A CPA, a CPA with a top secret clearance. Yeah, I was it sounds like they were work, working major. for like a Grant Thornton. So you need a TSC, uh, SCI, cleared accountant, pretty much. 
So you're looking yeah. for, yeah. yeah. Then you go through like finding, you know, you're basically, you're probably going to have like, you're going to look for like forensics, uh, forensic, uh, accountants. You're also going to, the first thing you're going to look for is uh, people have, what, did it have to be active or did it have to be, uh, was it an active clearance or Interim. did it have to be a, an active okay. clearance. And it wasn't All something right. I'm telling you, there were maybe 30 people in the U S that, that had the, the qualifications and it was sorry, really hard. Not, a lot more. What you do is start searching for people that are actually the accounting that work at like your major firms or your major government agencies. Like, uh, for example, yeah. you go through uh, people that actually, if it's identified through the FBI, they're in accounting. The people that are actually I did that. identified I called in the CIA. In the Treasury Department. People. I called into all of the major yeah. Washington, D.C. offices. Then, then you go to like your Grant Thorntons, your Deloitte's, your those kind of things too, and you start looking for these clearances if they listen to you. And your biz ops. Yeah. They don't this, have this, those. I mean, I'm telling you, it's difficult. They, they, this argument should have come a little earlier. This argument should have come. I want to thank Kathy Manis, calling from the beach, Alan Floor, <laughs> Michael G. Cox, Jerry Albright, and our new friend, Robert Joseph Hartung the Third. Thank you! <laughs> ah!